0: Oh, and welcome to revenger's friends from work on the hopewell valley student publications network where students come together to publish content to share with the world the opinions expressed in this episode are my own please enjoy the show you're listening to revenger's friends from work the podcast with your host christina zellen in this episode of *Revengers' friends from work the podcast i will be discussing the falcon and the winter soldier This is the second episode in a mini series when I talk about TV shows and movies of 2021. Also, at the end of this episode, I will briefly go over the new Multiverse of Madness trailer that aired during the Super Bowl, so stay till the end to hear my thoughts on it. So kind of like the last episode, I'm going to go over the four main things I want to talk about, which is the plot, powerful scenes, characters, and overall enjoyment. So first, I'm going to talk about the plot. For me, the plot was Sam and Bucky trying to figure out a world without Steve and how to properly pass along the mantle of Captain America. Duo also had to put a stop to Carly and the Flag Smashers, who recreated the Super Soldier Serum with the help of Zemo, Sharon, and other people. And this show also directly deals with the issue of racism in America. So I'm going to briefly go over those three things. So Steve and Bucky obviously had a hard time trying to figure out what to do with the shield now that Steve was quote unquote gone. They didn't say he was dead. They said he was gone. They never, uh, never, there never was a point in time where he said dead. So that makes me think he still might be alive. They might just say gone as he's gone from being Captain America, but they never said he was dead. So I'm still kind of holding out that Steve is alive somewhere. his old man self. So Sam doesn't think at the beginning that he can properly take on the role of Captain America, nor would the rest like America would let him. Like, he didn't think anyone would accept him being a Captain America. He didn't think it was right that he should be Captain America. So he just figured, let's just put it all the rest. Let no one be Captain America. There was only one Captain America. Just let it be end of an era. And it sounded good at first. Like, I was okay with that. Because I'd finally come to terms that Steve was no longer going to be Captain America. And I was okay with no one else being Captain America. Until I saw, of course, Sam at the end. I was like, yeah, go Sam. And I was okay with it. But then you see John and I was fuming. I'm sure like the rest of you were, because, you know, seeing someone else who actually like looks like Steve's like a decent amount, seeing him with the shield, with the costume on, it didn't feel right. And Sam and Bucky quickly picked up on that. They're like, okay, this is not what Steve would have wanted. And of course, Bucky is lashing out at Sam. He just kept saying, why'd you give up the shield? Why'd you give it up? And he goes, this wasn't this what Steve wanted. He wanted it to be you. Sam didn't think that it was the right thing to do. He told him that in episode three, I think it was. Episode two or three, he goes to, can you like accept that I did what I thought was right? So Sam thought he was in the right doing it. I don't blame him because he didn't He didn't know that there was going to be another Captain America coming. Bucky didn't know that. No one knew. No one knew that there was going to be another Captain America. So Bucky just immediately thought that Sam was like, oh, okay, it's okay to give it away to somebody else. And finally... Bucky came to realize that he finally apologized to Sam. And upset, five's like I owe you an apology. Kind of like I know you didn't, you didn't mean all this to transpire like this. It was out of your control. I'm sorry. So it was good that they all finally got to terms with the new situation. It's a bit of bickering, going back and forth. Seeing a therapist for it. I loved. I love the therapist. She's actually. Her name's also Christina, like mine is. So I thought that was kind of difficult You just hear like john just screamed christina i'm like i literally said what <laughs> i thought somebody was actually calling my name when i first watched it. i was like oh wait sure, her name is christina those therapy scenes were like so funny when she's like getting out the notebook and bucky's like really the notebook that's so passive aggressive and she's like oh you're gonna do the notebook thing again and you're like oh we're gonna do the this like the stargazing exercise. They're <laughs> like, but he's like, oh I like this one. This one's fun. And she's like, are you turning this into a staring contest? And she like snatched. She's like, just blink. Oh my goodness. So those those therapy scenes were really funny. I enjoyed those. The next thing I want to talk about is the main villain of this show. Because every every single one of these shows has to have a villain. Now, what I've learned. And I don't know, some of you probably figured it out but even before watching the shows, but I'm just figuring it out now, that all these villains are just kind of there just to be villains. Like, that's not the point of the show, to fight the villain. Like, some of these are just, like, Infinity War and Endgame were purely fight the villain. Beat the villain, win against the villain. That was their whole point. These shows, that's not the point. They're kind of there just to add a little bit of angst and add more problems into the character's life than they already have because they're trying to deal with their personal problems and then they're trying to deal with, like, superhero problems. Sometimes their personal problems are their superhero problems, kind of like we see in WandaVision. So they're trying to figure out what to do with the whole Steve situation and then they have this on top of that, which is what all the superheroes do. They're all trying to figure out, like, their family life or whatever and then they have, like, these villains to to deal with. Villains are just kind of there just so they have someone to fight because other than that, it would just kind of be, like, talking. And who wants to hear just talking? <laughs> so I figured it out with like all these episodes, they're all just planning stuff for the future. They're all trying to set up something bigger in the future. It's just goes to stone, planning ahead. That's what Marvel does best. Even now, like you would think by now after doing this for what? 14, going on like 15 years, somewhere around that time. You would think they would have ran out of, de- of ideas now nope we are just getting started with stuff even though it doesn't feel like it i feel like we've seen everything already but i'm about to be proven wrong so now yeah, everything's just setting up stuff in the future and i look back at like all the shows wandavision setting up like the scarlet witch and wanda and setting up the multiverse of madness this show is setting up like sam being captain america and bucky now being a white wolf loki was also setting up doctor strange and multiverse of madness by actually opening it up said multiverse what if is setting up the multiverse of madness, which is all these different possibilities all actually being canon now. Hawkeye is setting up like the new Avengers and like Kate Bishop and Yelena being like the new young Avengers. Like everything is setting up stuff for the future. And they're just really good at planning stuff like that. So the third main thing about this plot is it just directly deals with the issue of racism in America. They have Isaiah Bradley be kind of Steve's counterpart and say, okay, this is what happened to Steve when he took the super soldier serum. He just became a hero. He became an Avenger. Everyone loved him. Everyone looked up to him. And then you have Isaiah Bradley, and he's like, okay, you know what they did to me? They experimented on me. They tried to figure out why this this serum worked. They put me in jail for 30 years. Like They kept me away from my wife. The list went on and on and on about the differences of what happened. It's basically the same people. They both had good morales. They both were fighting in war. The only difference was really skin color. And it just went to show how poorly Isaiah was treated compared to Steve. And Sam was furious when he found out that there was a black super soldier. He was like, why didn't anyone tell us about him? Like, he was just kept in the dark like this. He was poorly treated. Like, why isn't anyone saying anything? And he's like, I can talk to people. He's like, I can get you out there. I can, like, finally shine a light on you. And Isaiah's like, they declared me dead. He was like, a nice nurse took pity on me and declared me dead. So I could finally, like, get out of this, like, prison thing that they're experimenting me on. Leave me dead. He didn't want to be brought out. I, I, I guess he felt like there wasn't any point anymore. I don't know why he didn't want to. I guess he was just afraid of what could happen if people actually found out. But he didn't want to. Sam was going to respect his wishes. But Sam was furious. And then you also had one another scene where they were coming out of his house. And that's when Sam was kind of like yelling at Bucky, like, why didn't you tell me? Like, you knew about him. And you see like, this cop car pull up and they're like, they're asking Bucky, is Sam bothering you? They didn't ask if Bucky was bothering Sam. They just kept asking, Bucky, is he, is Sam bothering you? And they were both trying to just say, we're just talking. Bucky was saying, we're just talking. And it wasn't finally, until so they figured out, oh wait, these people are Avengers, that they finally left them alone. Which sucks, because they shouldn't have to be like these superheroes in order just for the, the, situ- the situation to de-escalate. That shouldn't be like that. If they're both saying they're just talking, they should just leave it at that. There's no other problems than they're just having the conversation. But that's the thing. It needed to be shown. The light needs to be shown on stuff like that. Because people, re- people need to realize that that stuff happens more and more and more. Some people don't even know about it at all. Some people don't watch the news. Some people don't realize that stuff is going on. And when they finally watch this, they're probably like, oh, this is just for like a TV show. They just made this up. They're not making it up. This stuff really happens. I think finally now people are starting to realize, oh, wait, something needs to be done about this. But we need to take more action when it comes to stuff like this. All right, next thing I want to talk about is powerful scenes. One of the things that was really powerful was Sam's speech about Steve in the very first episode on, like, giving up the shield. Like I said earlier, he kind of talked about how there really can't be another one, another Captain America. Like, he, he kind of, like, thanked them for everything he did because he kind of was like, he's kind of like Bucky. He's fought wars for years and years and years and years. The only time he had a break was when he was in the ice for 70 years. So that's not really fair to Steve, but regardless, he just, he did a lot. He was like one of the leaders of the Avengers. He was kind of like, I'm going to say the quote unquote, the last man standing in Endgame for a bit. But Steve just did so much and Sam just kind of wanted to recognize that and kind of put that out there. And that's why he's like, no one else can be Captain America. No one else can like live up to that. Another thing was the one scene that I think we were all kind of shocked with was of course introducing John Walker as Captain America, Leaving us for a week saying, what? What? Why is there a new Captain America? They're like, no. And boy, did we come at him. In good ways and bad ways. Like, yes, we just made fun of just the character in general. People have to realize that there's a difference between making fun of the character and making fun of the person. Like, the actor who played John Walker literally received death threats because of him just playing the role. People were that pissed. Now, that's not right. People have to understand that is not okay. You cannot send death threats just to act, like to actors themselves, because you hate the character that they're playing. Like, it's okay to make fun of the character. It's not okay to make fun of the actual person who's playing them. People have to stop doing that. Regardless, we were all sitting there in shock, like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. I know Bucky was fuming. He was, he was sitting there in utter disbelief. And Sam's just thinking, oh crap, I messed up. Another thing that I really enjoyed was Sam and Bucky training together like down at like Sam's house and I got I guess it's not Sam's house Sarah's house in Louisiana and they're talking about Steve and Sam's like you ready for it's like some tough love because Bucky was like I'm still having those nightmares about all those people I've killed he's like I'm trying to make amends and Sam's like no you're not amending you're avenging you're not actually doing them any service he's like you want the nightmares to stop do the work go and actually do something nice for them and not just say I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. You're part of my mission to make amends. And then just flash that little smile of his. That's not going to work. That's what Sam was kind of saying. And that's what ended up working for Bucky. He, he went to finally see Yuri at the end and kind of say, and kinda say uh, yeah, so about your son that got killed mysteriously. Yeah, I was the one who killed him. And of course, Yuri was... They like kicked him out immediately. But I don't really know if that made Bucky feel better. I don't know because... That was kind of like one of his only friends that he had, where he lived, and he kind of just kicked him out because he killed his son, but he did it, <laughs> and finally, because it was kind of like looming over him this entire time, and when he went on that date with the bartender girl, I don't know if she actually like got a name, but she just kept talking about it and talking about it. I could see Bucky's like, shut up, shut up, stop talking about it, and that's when he finally just got up and left because... It just brought him too much too much stress, which I, I would understand that. I would feel very stressful too if they kept just bringing it up, like, all right, we got it. I know I killed him, all right? I'm already feel guilty about it that I'm friends with his dad, so just be quiet. The last really powerful scene that I thought was really cool was when Sam became Captain America and he gave his speech about racism. Like he just finally just not put an end to it, but he finally just like stood up for all the black people who were struggling. He is a figure to them now that not a lot of people have, like, that kind of figure. They don't have people they can really look up to. They had Chadwick Boseman, but unfortunately he passed away. Sam's kind of like the next big figure. You have War Machine, but Sam is, like, one of the really big figures that are out there. And seeing them play such a vital role as Captain America, that's a lot. That's, that means a lot to people. And Sam realizes that, and he wants to kind of, like, put that message out there and just put an end to it, kind of, he's like, all right, I'm Captain America now. This kind of racism needs to stop. He goes, I'm, He basically says, I'm not going away anytime soon, so you better accept it or I don't know what to tell you because I'm basically here to stay and nothing you say or do is gonna really change my mind. All right, so next we we got to talk about characters. So I'm circling back to Sam and kind of like what I said at the beginning because Sam originally thought that he was doing the right thing by giving up the shield for two reasons. He felt like no one else could be Captain America other than Steve. And even if he were to be Captain America, he wasn't sure that people were ready to accept that a black man can be Captain America. And throughout the show, Sam starts to realize that he, that he is going to be Captain America, whether people accept him or not. not He's just not putting up with it anymore. He's just ready to be his own hero, no matter what people say to him. Because Isaiah Bradley did not do a good job of hyping him up to try and do it. He's like, they will never let a black man ca- be Captain America. And you can just see Sam's face was dropped. He's like, okay, that's thanks to the vote of confidence there, man. And Sarah, his sister, finally was like, you're not going to let Isaiah Bradley tell you what to do, right? I was like, yes, Sarah. Tell that man what's up. So Sam just kind of, this show is basically just Sam coming into the role of Captain America and him just realizing, he's like, all right, I got this. Like, we're, we're, we're doing this. So everybody just buckle up because I'm going to be here for a while. Now switching gears to Bucky, he's still having nightmares about the things he did as the Winter Soldier. He's just waking up and he's just in the cold sweat. He's literally sleeping on the floor. I don't know if he's kind of like Steve's mentality because he said at the beginning of um, The Winter Soldier, he's like, yeah, I came home and I was sleeping on a mattress and I felt like I was like sleeping on a marshmallow. So maybe they don't find mattresses comfor- comfortable anymore. So they sleep on the floor because that's just what they're used to. I don't know, but he was—he literally just has like a blanket, a pillow and the floor. That's Bucky's bed. So he's just waking up in a cold sweat to these dreams. So his therapist tells him, make amends with people that he's wronged as The Winter Soldier. He tries. He tries to follow his three rules. He always forgets rule number two. Rule number two was broken a lot. So it doesn't really help. And finally, Sam gives him his tough love that he needs. And Sam tells them, if he wants the nightmares to stop, he has to do the work and actually be of service to people. Then and only then will he start to feel better. And like I said, I don't know if he did. He finally, I think that might have been the last person on his list. I don't know. I was re-watching it, but I haven't gotten to the finale yet. The finale is the last one I have to watch, but... He definitely talked to Yuri about it, and I just remember it did not go over well. For the overall enjoyment of the show, the villain wasn't the best. I understand Sam's view on what Carly- Carly did have a point. Like they said, she was giving food and shelter to homeless, like displaced people. Like that stuff brings loyalty, which it does. A lot of people, including Sam, believe that she was doing the right thing in the wrong way. Like she shouldn't have been blowing up buildings. She shouldn't have been- like attacking Congressional meetings and stuff like that. If she did stuff in like the right way, I'm not entirely sure what the right way would be going about that is. But if she did things correctly, then a lot more people, including Sam, would have totally been on her side. But since she was killing people, it's not really the best thing. And Sam, unfortunately, it's not to that. So like I said before, the point really wasn't to like stop the villain. It was kind of just the villain was there just to move the characters along and kind of bringing Sam, Sam and Bucky together. And have them evolve as their new versions of their heroes yeah it was cool to see zemo again he played a vital role in this and now he's finally going back down to Wakanda. sharon oh sharon sharon came back i'm not the biggest fan of sharon and now she's the power broker and now she in the post i think it was the post credit scene she is doing something with the us government again like now that she's back in the states and i guess she got pardoned for all her stuff I remember her being on a phone call. She's like, "Yep, okay, let's let's roll," kind of thing. So Sharon's up to something. Sharon Sharon's not doing anything good. And then you have Val talking to Walker. She's like, "Yeah, I would have killed him too. Like they they don't understand." He's like, "I it's like I understand that they don't understand what it takes to be Captain America." So Val is just trying to assemble the new Avengers. So she has John as Captain America. We now have Kate as Hawkeye. She, she has Yelena, Yelena's gonna be the new Black Widow, and that's where we're at so far. Probably Jane will be the next door after Love and Thunder, and we have She-Hulk. I don't know when that's coming out, but that'll be that. All we're just missing is this Iron Man, and I don't know if they're ever gonna replace Iron Man. I don't think he ever can be replaced. Okay, so that's all my thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so now I'm gonna try. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about this trailer, but I'm gonna briefly try and talk about it. Okay, so some major takeaways about this: everyone thought that the reason, like, there's a problem in this movie, like the reason the multiverse is breaking, is because of Loki. Uh, apparently, it's Strange's fault. Apparently, based off of the trailer. So this is just all my theories from the kind of this point on, and me just like picking out stuff from the trailer. Strange made it sound like it was his fault. He's like, I did what I had to do in order to protect our reality. So Spider-Man, No Way Home i'm assuming i'm just assuming that's what the events are of that that since he had to cast all these spells and people came through and he had to send them back that kind of like i don't know started to unthread stuff and now it's just kind of like once you unthread something and the whole thing kind of come undone that's kind of what they're making this sound like that's the one thing number two what if is so canon in this movie it's not even funny i watched what if i was like oh this like some of these things would be cool like i had some ideas of my own things i'm like oh this would be cool and the finale was freaking crazy i was like whoa wait like this is actually like really really cool and a lot of people skipped over what if both my parents who are like big kind of like marvel fans with me and they watched all the shows with me they skipped over what if guess who's gonna make them go back and watch some not all of them because some of them just aren't as of right now at least from what we've gathered from the poster and the trailer aren't canon but we saw Captain, Car- Captain Carter's shield in the poster. There's one episode right there. We see Sinister Strange. Boom, that's another episode right there. We see Zombie Wanda. Boom, that's another episode right there. We see all like the buildings and stuff like that kind of like fading away to like the black goo, it kind of looks like. And they're all just kind of disintegrating. That ties in with the finale. That's another episode right there. So there's, what is there, like eight? Eight episodes of what if? Eight or nine episodes of what if? There's like half of them right there. I'm going to make them watch all of them. But regardless, the people who didn't watch the TV shows, especially What If, are now going to be scrambling to watch them because they're not going to understand what is going on if they didn't watch them. So we, have, we see actual, like, physical zombie Wanda, like, not in the poster. Oh, my gosh, she looks so good. I, I literally get, like, goosebumps seeing her. I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Zombie Wanda and zombie Strange. I don't know if it's, like, actual, like, our, our, I'm saying our, our Stephen Strange or if it's like the zombies, Stephen Strange, or I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on in half this trailer, like in a good way. I don't know what's going on. It just leaves you in a lot of suspense and a lot of questions that really can't be answered until you see the movie. Another thing I wanna talk about, uh, apparently there are a lot of X-Men references and a lot of people are thinking that Professor X is gonna be in this movie. Now, like I said before, I am young. The X-Men came out probably before I was born. Or if right when I was born. So I have yet to see the X-Men. Guess who's going to be watching all the X-Men movies now before I see this? Somebody said that you don't really need to watch the X-Men movies. Like they'll they'll like explain stuff. But I heard talk about this Illuminati group. And they're kind of like a really high council. They're kind of like the timekeepers, but like for the multiverse. And they kind of have like superior versions of people. I heard that there was like a superior like Tony Stark. I've heard that there's like a superior like Doctor Strange on this thing. So I'm not really too sure about it, I guess I'll find out. But yeah, I'm gonna be going back and watching all the X-Men movies now, just so I can get all the references, even though I've been told that I don't really need to. I'm just gonna watch them anyway, see see what's up. You have like the Captain Marvel variant person. Now there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's a variant of Monica as Captain Marvel. Oh, it's a variant of Maria Rambeau being Captain Marvel. Some people are saying it's Human Torch. I don't know who it is, I'm gonna be honest. It kind of looks like Maria. I'm, I'm gonna go with a, a variant of Monica being Captain Marvel, but I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. And the last major thing that I wanna talk about that a lot of people are talking about, I'm just gonna play a quick clip from one of, from episode nine where I predicted this, so take a listen to that. And there's also been talks of a possible Wanda villain origin story. People are saying that this is the film that Wanda turns evil, And I am so here for it. Guess who was freaking right? Me. This is Wanda's villain movie. She is done with everybody. She is is totally done with Strange. She's like, you break the rules and and you become the hero. I break the rules and I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. And she is a thousand percent correct. It isn't fair. A lot of people have broken many, many different rules before. Whether it's magical rules, whether it's government rules, regardless, a lot of people have broken rules and they're all like, oh my gosh, we love you. Wanda now, on the other hand, she's gotten in trouble for it and she's calling Steven out on it as she should. She's pissed. She's obviously, she's obviously mad. She broke the rules in order to somewhat have a normal life with vision, have children, live in the neighborhood and just kind of be a mom. That's why she broke the rules. Strange is how you're breaking the rules to erase people's minds and have them forget Peter and bring in variants of him into our universe. But that's good. We still all like Steven. He's a hero, right? So I I totally understand Wanda's argument. She's a thousand percent right. But there was like certain scenes with Wanda, especially one. It looks like she's in her Westview house. And you just see, I'm going to call like superhero version of Wanda she's like down on her down the ground kind of like crying and then you see a different version of wanda who's kind of in like a sweater and leggings some people are saying that's a variant of her who didn't get powers and is kind of like looking looking at her other self seeing what it what it was like if she did and she's literally just kind of like comforting herself wanda bestie i am so sorry that you literally have to have a variant of yourself comfort yourself because no one else will people obviously still need to reach out to wanda like i said before but yeah, uh, Wanda, Wanda is going through some stuff and Strange is not helping. And another thing that I want to point out that I just saw literally early today is that when Strange is talking to Wanda like at her house, and she's kind of like, I don't know, clipping like the flowers off like the tree and stuff like that and walking. It's literally the same scene from later on, which is like, that doesn't seem fair, except with different backgrounds. And Wanda, and Wanda looks different. Strange is wearing the same exact outfit and the shots look like the same exact thing. So some people are saying that Wanda is, like, projecting, like, an illusion in Vision's mind. Or not Vision. Doctor Strange's mind. So I can't tell if they're actually at this flower, like, this little flower grove place. And she's projecting to him that they're wherever they are in that, like, red-looking place. Or if they are in that red-looking place. And she's projecting that it's, like, the nice little grove. I don't know. I do not know. And we will have to wait and see. But, yeah, that trailer was freaking crazy. So... Like I said before, I'm really excited for this movie. This is Wanda's villain origin story. And Strange is getting in some trouble with some people. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I'll see you next time. Bye.